2: What is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Now there's a moment in my life where I was obsessed with Sawyer Brown, the 80s and 90s country band. They made that song there re famous, but I had no idea that that wasn't Sawyer Brown until I was at downtown tonight last week on Thursday night, the great uh weekly festival, the sort of thing that we have in Missoula. If you haven't checked it out, you definitely should. Thursday nights between 5:30 and 8:30, go down to Karis Park. There's like 15, 20 food trucks down there. You got, you know, beer and wine getting served, and there's live music. So there was a cool sort of country-western band down there last week, and they played that, and they said, it's George Jones. I did not know that George Jones wrote that song. But you know what we're listening to, George Jones? It's because the man's back in the studio. Marty Bornaweg in studio with us. He's our co-host during the Monday afternoon quarterback, all football season long. We're also joined... By the 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 son that hasn't been on the radio yet, Bobby Cade Morneauig joined us uh, in studio. You heard last year from Big Sky, Sky Mornaweg was with us last year, uh, leading up to uh, Camp Marty, the annual event here in Missoula. But now Bobby Cade uh, in the saddle. Uh, good to see you, Coach. I always love when I'm making the playlist because we can go a little old school, George Jones, little Willie Nelson. You, you, you should
2: have just asked me that question. <laughs> I, I knew that. I know. One. Hey, I, lo- I I'm so excited to be here. Not only for the country music, uh, the lead-ins, uh, but with you, Coulter. And you're winning so many awards here. Uh, hey, it's we're crazy. We're and trying. it's year after year. Talk about a high-level on a consistent basis, that's Coulter for you.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Coach. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, Coach Marty, we be back this fall uh, talking all things Big Sky Conference and NFL Football, so uh, very much looking forward to it. I also I save this for you. Anytime uh, we get some, <laughs> some country music in the, uh, in the studio, we get albums here. Missoula Broadcasting Company uh, We also run the Trail, uh, the U, and Jack FM, so some of your favorite stations here in Missoula and uh, we just get this unbelievable amount of CDs in here People just send them in, so whenever we get any new ones, I just I grab one, and if it's uh, if it's Willie Nelson, of course I got to give it to Coach. So uh, always fun listening to some country music. Uh, Bobby, can't give people the update on you. You've uh, been playing college football here in Montana the last couple of years, and uh, then coached at Carroll, and uh, now you got your NDSU shirt on. So what's been going on, man?
1: Yep. So I, I played at Carroll um, from 2018 to 2022. Coached there uh, last year, and moved up to Fargo, North Dakota this year. I uh, got out there in March for spring ball and our camp season. It's been great so far. Back in town for the fourth.
0: It's so interesting to me to watch what the Frontier Conference because Carroll College was was the dominant program i mean seriously in the history of naia football for a great period of time but i really think that helps set the pace for the frontier and then montana tech starts investing in football and you got a lot of competition there so you played during probably one of the most competitive times uh, in the frontier conference
1: yeah all those teams are real competitive i mean western's been pretty good rocky's been pretty good yeah they added college of idaho too. for sure um southern oregon won the national championship a few years back and you know that that conference is is they beat each other up, and then you get one team in the playoffs. They always do well. So,
0: what what do you think of living in Helena? Last couple
1: of years, I love Helena. You know, it's a, sweet man. I yeah. love Helena. We kind of when we're recruiting, we kind of call it a a big small town. You know, there's sure. always something to do on the weekends. There's there's a good community engagement and everything like that.
0: Well, well, very cool. Uh, how about this new opportunity there at uh, at NDSU? Hey, you've been in Fargo for a couple months now,
1: huh? Yeah, been in there since Mar- uh, since March that's what an opportunity you know that program uh that area all the coaches have been great so far um you know just a just a real powerhouse uh uh team
2: bobby k uh, i will tell you you called me one time it was early april from fargo north dakota (laughs) he had just taken that job there and he said dad I wasn't sure I would ever live in any place colder than <laughs> Helena, Montana. I said, you're there in Fargo, that whipping wind, and all of their facilities are indoors. They have some great weather right about now, but, but uh, during the football season, they're typically indoors. What, mid-season on,
1: yep. practicing? Yep, we're trying to get on some grass, and then we'll, we'll go move inside when the weather gets a little too bad to go outside.
0: Well, uh, should be fun to follow along. We'll come back to this. So we're going to talk a little college football here throughout the second hour. By the way, missed anything in the first hour of the show on Nuanas Now. You can always find it uh, on the Nuanas Now podcast. Uh, we probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M-Store, uh, and the MSU Bookstore. Uh, we love having Coach Barty and talk football at any time. And, and all the Morning, uh, morning Way boys, they can always come uh, by and talk football at any time you guys are in town. But the reason we're doing it here today is because he's got the camp coming up. This is one of the first ways I actually connected with Coach Barty several years back. He said, hey, I got a camp coming up. I'd love to come on the radio and talk about it. And I said, sure. You come talk to NFL, and then we'll talk about the camp, too. So we've been doing this for a couple years now, and uh, it's been a heck of a deal for uh, for everybody involved. But you got the camp coming up again on Friday. So just give us the lay of the land. This You love doing this. Oh, right? I
2: love it. I Look, at, I, I get to coach high school players, high school athletes, high school quarterbacks. Uh, and it was back before I first started doing this about, what, it's been probably eight years, seven or eight, something like that. I hadn't coached a high school player for like four decades, <laughs> right. so uh, it's a thrill for me. And then it, here's what we do, Coulter. we In the morning, we go through some film of about six or eight drills that really correlate to playing quarterback. At a high level, and it happens consistently throughout games. These drills. So, so we, we and then we go out and perform the drills, and then they have to take those home for sure and and work them every day if they want to get to where they they want to be. And then and then we break for lunch, and then in the afternoon we talk about the four main reads: a vertical stretch, a horizontal stretch, four verticals, over unders. Those type of reads. And, and I tell the fellas, if you can become an expert, an expert at those four reads, there's many other reads. But if you become an expert at those four, you can do just about anything regarding the quarterback position and reading defenses. So that's sort of how we end the camp. It's so beneficial, too,
0: uh, on a variety of levels. It's been fun watching because a lot of the guys that have come to this camp have then gone on to, to play quarterback you know, relatively in the area, Other guys, though, have gone on to play college football in other positions, but I think that everybody can learn from this, right? I mean, a couple of the best athletes you've had at this thing, I mean, Zach Cruz from Missoula Sentinel, he's about to play DN for the Cats. Uh, Reed Harris from Great Falls High, he's going to Boston College. I don't know what he's going to play, but if you've seen that guy, I think he can play a lot. Uh, Cole Taylor was another great player uh, last year at the camp from from Great Falls. So uh, this is beneficial for guys from a quarterback perspective but from a football perspective, too.
2: Yeah, from a football perspective, uh, certainly. But then just... Just in general, you learn that quarterback position, man. That can take you far, for sure. You know, it's it's all we talk about. There's different types of leadership styles. Oh, but for sure. All of them work, and how to grab the bull by the horns, and and trust your training and trust your instincts and turn it loose. You know, the Twite brothers uh, took Loyola really far, sure. And they're building houses over over by me, and they've done very 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 well. Have a lot of unique players that attend this quarterback school
0: there's uh there's been such a great history too in montana in the big sky of, of guys that were small town high school quarterbacks that then go on to become great safeties i do think it's very yeah. translatable right i mean if you if you know how to sort of read a defense and and also just command a huddle it, it, that's another translatable skill
2: it carries over to play in a different position it certainly does it it carries over uh in your coaching abilities if you learn that quarterback spot uh, ups, up and down and both sideways and, and forever. So uh, it goes a long, long way, and you can tell I have a blast doing it. And then, and then I would hope that these players would take what they learned in the quarterback school and go drill it every day, every day, every day, and then they may end up getting to where they want to go.
0: An update on one of your quarterback kids, uh, Kellen McClure, who was the kid from up in Mission, We broke this down last year, and we were kind of like, oh, this kid's going to be pretty good at the eight-man level. He was the MVP of the eight-man All-Star game, so he threw four touchdowns in that one. So uh, there's been a lot of kids that have excelled.
2: I will tell you about that young man. I thought he was really, really good. He has not matured yet either. No, for sure. So I was looking at him going, okay, who's going to take a sort of a calculated risk on this young man because he had the instincts. He has the decision-making. He understands timing. He's pretty Accurate, right? And then he can move and groove a little bit. I really liked him coming out. And I believe he went to Dickinson. Am I right I think there? That, I think
0: that's right. right? Yeah. I
2: try to keep my eyes yeah. on the fellas. That's a
0: good level for him. Yeah,
2: it's great. Uh, he may end up lighting it up uh, over there.
0: You want us now, ESPN Radio. Morning Wags times two in studio. Marty Mornweg, our go-to guy when it comes to talking all things Grizz football and the NFL, plus his son, Bobby Cade, uh, former Carroll College wide receiver, and now uh grand assistant out there at North Dakota State. Uh, is this the first time you, ha- you helped out? This first time in a little while, at least, right?
1: Uh, no, I've been here you've the been, past few You've been few back, years. okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, when I was playing, I, I would mostly catch balls and, and help out where I... Saw fit, but uh, these pat this past year I was coaching, so it, it's a good experience to get around. You know, my dad and Skyler as well. They're they're great coaches. What uh,
0: what's the transition been like for you going from player to coach? Because it is sort of a different skill, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a little different at Carroll because I was coaching a lot of the guys I played with. Uh, that was that was a cool experience, though. You kind of draw the line. I'm still friends with all these guys, but they respect me as a coach. And and learning from those those great coaches up at Carroll has been a great experience
0: what do you think of working with your boys? I mean, you, you, you probably coached these guys all the time growing up and now they're becoming coaches. So that, that must be kind of cool for you.
2: Uh, I love it. Let me tell you, I, uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Sky w- went to Florida uh, to play ball and then uh, got tired of being a backup there and, and transferred to Columbia because he was thinking law school, culture. Sure. You know, and then, and then Bobby Cade and Sky come up the stairs. We just happened to be here in Montana. And I have like one more day to be here. And, come up the stairs and this guy had already taken the LSAT's done a bunch of uh uh things uh prepared for law school and he goes dad I want to coach I said I figured that but uh, after law school right he <laughs> goes, I might as well start now and what happened to law school taking you further and uh Bobby Kane says yeah I knew that law school stuff was a bunch of bs dad I go how did you know you know and so so uh but Uh, I tell people, Skylar changed his mind, and I kind of like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Bobby Cade, you've wanted to coach since you were a young tyke, I think.
1: Yep. I had a little bit there where I thought about doing some other stuff, but mostly throughout my life I wanted to coach.
0: Well, sometimes coaches, kids, they see how, you know, sort of volatile the business can be, so they don't want to do it, but you guys seem to just love it. So, I mean, what about your dad's influences made you want to make this into your career?
1: Well, you know, he did a great job growing up. You hear about all these stories about coaches not being there, being away from their family all the time. He was at every game he could of mine, every baseball game, every basketball game, every football game he could have been there. Um, It's just the coolest experience growing up around NFL locker rooms and facilities and, you know, soaking up all that knowledge that, that he has for me.
2: Thanks, Big Bobby Cade. <laughs> Appreciate it. I, I will tell you it's a unique environment that you guys got to grow up in. For sure. Uh, you, you, you know, I remember uh, Skyler when he was a little tyke at uh, at the 49ers training camp and Steve Young said, here, carry my helmet uh, into the locker room. And, you know, kids would die for that. And Sky goes, I'm not carrying your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kind of the environment that they sort of got used to and Unintimidated by anybody, anywhere, anytime.
0: Coach Marty's quarterback camp coming up on Friday here uh, in you Also in to is now Marty Bordenway in studio with us, along with his son Bobby K. Both these guys will be coaching uh, the uh, the quarterbacks from around the state here this upcoming Friday. Uh, give people the itinerary. Can people come watch this? Do you mind if people oh, come check absolutely. this out? Oh, absolutely.
2: You know the strange thing that I didn't sort of anticipate? Because our doors were wide open, Sure, right? Yeah. Uh, we start about 10 a.m., and it's a little bit of classroom. We'll probably be out on the field around 10.30, break like 12.15, 12.30 for a little lunch, and be back on the field shortly after 1 o'clock. And then, then it goes till about 3.15 or so. Uh, but the one thing that, that I was surprised... There's more and more coaches yeah. that, that show up and, and want to learn just a little bit and be around it. Uh, you, you know, there's there's many of those. Uh, in fact, the man that coached the quarterback up there in St. Ignatius uh, that you were just talking sure, about, yeah. he just took the job at Polson, yep. and he's a nephew of one of my teammates. Oh wow! And so years ago. Uh, uh, name's Carson. Years ago, he called me, Brent Oakland called me about Carson. He sure. was getting into some high school coaching and I said, get him to the camp. Uh, and and he has uh, basically come every year since then. And what a great job he did in St. Ignatius. Now he's the head coach at Polson.
0: Well, it's a fun opportunity for me too because first of all, I just like being around the high school kids. I love watching you guys work with them, but it is—it's fun to be around all the coaches too because I get to talk, you know, high school football, get ready for what's coming up in the year. We get to see some of the best talent in the state, so definitely one of my favorite weekends.
2: Right, it's one—it's one of my favorite weekends too. I'm worn out because we have a little get together afterwards. (laughs) sponsors and the high school coaches and, and anybody really that had anything to do with the camp kind of comes over and then and then we usually play golf the next morning and we've got we've got a pretty good guest coach coming in. Yeah other let, than let people know who is my it? son Skyler and and my son Bobby Cade is a guy named Matt Castle. Wow. And Matt's got a great story. He threw 33 passes in his whole college career. For sure. Because he was a backup uh, to, to Carson Palmer and Matt Leiter, Matt Leiter both at, of them Heisman trophy winners yeah. so he's got a great story a few months ago we were talking about how important pro days were and he goes I've got a pro day story I walk into my quarterback coach's office and he says Matt what are you thinking about doing for the rest of your life he goes well I haven't thought about it I'm going to attend the pro day <laughs> next week and he goes you are and Matt said to his coach well why he goes well you might think about just getting on with your life and he plays 14 years in the I mean, National Football League and, of course, took the Patriots to the playoffs when Brady went down. For sure. And then he goes to the Chiefs and starts for a couple of years yep. and, and, and hung on for a long, long time. And good did, with the Texans as well. Yeah, yeah. he bounced around quite a little bit. But he's really good, a great teacher as well. So we're happy to have him in.
0: Well, that'd be fun uh, to catch up with uh, Matt Castle as well. So I will look forward to that. We'll probably have a couple minutes with him on the show sometime uh, coming up. As well, uh, this is our ESPN roundtable. We usually do our ESPN roundtables on Wednesdays, and we will have a regularly scheduled ESPN roundtable on Wednesday as well. But I wanted to to make this the ESPN roundtable this week so that uh, we can replay it again on Thursday as well to kind of help spread the word uh, about this great camp that these guys uh, put on. But if you want to go check it out, I mean, this is a cool thing and you can definitely go. They'll be down at Missoula County Public Stadium down there at Big Sky High School um, pretty much all day on Fridays if you want to go watch some of the best uh, quarterback uh, prospects in the state of Montana and uh, maybe even get a a look at Matt Castle. That's the other fun part, right, is watching the the pro guys work with the high school kids because you can just kind of tell that it's sort of like a a blast from the past from them, but they seem to really enjoy it.
2: Oh, I think the kids love it. I remember when well, we brought Mike Vick in. And, of course, I typically don't announce who's coming because, you know, you're always concerned about him getting sure. on the plane sure. or something happening, uh, you know, in life that prevents prevents somebody from coming. But when Mike showed up, of course, none of the kids knew, and their jaws just dropped. I mean. <laughs> so, so, uh, and Mike is great with the kids. He's a, he's a heck of a teacher, and so that was a heck of a camp. And we hope to have even a better camp this year.
0: Well, that's coming up on Friday. If you want to go check it out, uh, you certainly can down there at uh, Big Sky High School. And uh, because these guys are here, we're going to keep on attacking football. We'll talk some college football. We'll talk some NFL next. It's our ESPN Roundtable featuring Marty and Bobby Kidd-Morneweg. Keep it right here. It's Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm, because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best
1: position to achieve the outcome they want.
0: If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. One, two, three, one, it is now on ESPN Radio. A little Garth Brooks. Patsy Klein style. I don't know if you ever heard that one before. Welcome back. is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Are you a Patsy Klein fan, coach? Oh, are
2: you kidding me? <laughs> I figured that was the, right after alley. The, the song that Willie wrote, I believe this is a story. Willie wrote it crazy.
0: Patsy and Klein's she biggest sang hit. It. Yep.
2: I've got it on my, uh, I put it on my, uh, Car every now and then, yeah. She's she she died way too early, like uh, some of them do, but man, I, th- I believe it was a car accident, something a,
0: tragic for sure.
2: And uh, what a, f- uh, a voice that she had. for sure yep. She,
0: she uh, certainly got too soon, but uh, a, a country music icon. Marty Mornowig in studio with us, along oh, with Bobby Cade Mornowig as well. These guys hosting their annual quarterback camp. Thanks so much for tuning in. Stuan is now here on ESPN Radio. First of all, I got to give a shout out to our friends out there at King Ranch Golf Course. King Ranch Golf Course out there in Frenchtown. It's, uh, first of all, it's one of the most beautiful public courses you'll find anywhere. It's down by the river, so it's in this crazy riparian area. The vegetation is just unbelievable. It also makes the course incredibly challenging. So bring your A game if you're going to play out there. Uh, But if you want... Great scenery, a great family atmosphere, availability, and uh, the most affordable public golf in town. Go check out King Ranch Golf Course out there uh, in Frenchtown. Uh, Bobby Kid, you got your NDSU shirt on. We talked about this new opportunity, but you played at Carroll. You coached at Carroll. Now you're a grad assistant out there at NDSU. But just wanted to ask you these last couple months, what have you thought just uh, of the experience so far? Because, I mean... NDSU is the one that everybody at this level in the FCS is chasing. I mean, 10 out of the last 11 national championships, they've won 150-plus games over the last 10 years. It's just been crazy to watch how dominant they've been. What have you thought so far these last couple months?
1: Oh, man, it's been amazing. Uh, Right when you step on campus, step in the buildings, you can kind of see what everybody's talking about, about the culture. Um, You know, you got the older players coaching the younger players. Uh, coaches, just great fundamentally, great leaders. Everything's always positive. It's just been a great experience so far. That's the most impressive part to me is how
0: NDSU has been able to maintain exactly what you just said. They've had so much success. They've had multiple coaches move on. So often when you have a great coach like Craig Bull take a big time job, the program falls off well that didn't happen Chris Kleiman took over boom he goes on to Kansas State now Matt Entz is running the ship and he's a hot name in the business as well so uh but but everybody I've talked to around NDSU they talk about that the players coaching each other sort of the expectation of excellence uh, be around it and feeling it you probably really understand it now
1: right right when you step in the building like I said you can see it and I think it's about recruiting those high character high academic kids as well sure and with those older players, once they instill that in the younger players, you know, the cycle just keeps continuing.
0: It's uh, It's been crazy to watch. People forget. I was thinking about this the other day because Montana, University of Montana, they host Ferris State this year. Uh, most of you out there are probably saying, who? Who's Ferris State? Well, Ferris State's the two time defending Division Two national champions. Fair State's going to be very competitive when they come in here in Missoula the third week of the season. I promise you, they will absolutely have guys that can play in the Big Sky Conference. I was thinking back, though, to the first time I ever watched NDSU. That was when they were in Missoula in 2003. They had not transitioned to D1 yet, but they came into Washington Grizzly Stadium and they beat the Grizz. <laughs> and that was sort of the precursor then to them moving up in this unbelievable acceleration. But it, it just shows you when you have the formula from an internal standpoint, then if you get the external resources, you can really accelerate things at such a high level. I mean, NDSU's only been Division One for like 19 years, and they've already won 10 national championships. Pretty darn good uh, momentum. Coach, you've been sort of following this for a while, but been following it more closely the last couple years I mean, it's truly unprecedented to have the success that NDSU has had.
2: Yeah, I went in and and spent four or five days with the staff there one year a while back, and I wanted to always bring something out of where I would go visit, and I spoke at their spring uh, clinic, the coaches' clinic, and and so they identify really well, and then they they acquire uh, these young men that they identify, and then they develop. And that is so critical, so critical to how they go about their business. So, it, And it starts with the strength coach who's been there forever. Coach right?
0: Kramer, that Jim thing. Kramer, yep.
2: Yeah, and, and and so they give a lot of credit to him. But it's also the coaches For teaching sure. the, the basic fundamentals and techniques. And then like Bobby Cage said, it will just roll as long as. You have those high character. Mentally, I'm talking about tough players.
0: The development, I mean, Cody Mock this last year is the greatest example of the development. I mean, the kid is from Balfour, North Dakota, which is like population 300. I mean, he played nine-man football. He gets to NDSU as sort of a tweener. He might be a tight end. He might be a DN. Nobody really knows. Then he told the great story that went viral uh, during the the lead-up to the combine where he says, well, The meal plan at NDSU was just so good. I was eating like 30 times a week. So all of a sudden I'm like, "Eh, I'm probably gonna play some offensive tackle. The guy then becomes a second round draft pick. That's development. You get a nine man football player and turn him into probably the most athletic offensive lineman in the NFL draft last year. Uh, Pretty darn uh, impressive. I, I asked you when you were, when we were off air, what are they building over there? Because I knew they were going to be building something because they're always building something at North Dakota State. Uh, but the new practice facility, the new indoor, is almost done over there, right?
1: Yep, so they're finishing up the weight room and locker room in there. We got uh, an outdoor field that's connected to the brick-and-mortar indoor field. It's, it's beautiful out there. Once we get the weight room and locker room in there, it'll be perfect.
0: Man, it's uh, it's crazy the, the facilities they've been able to bolster there, too. I mean, that's the thing, right, Coach? You add... The tradition, the expectation, the consistency, and then you also give them world-class facilities that are superior to pretty much everybody in the FCS. That's uh,
2: part of acquiring a, client, no, a young 18-year-old, sure. 17, 18-year-old player. They really lean towards facilities and you know they, they have enough money there. You know, my wife, Lindsay, was talking about this the other day, Big Bobby Cage in Fargo with the North Dakota State Bison, and she hopes the national championship game will be the Montana Grizzlies and the North Dakota State Bison. Now wouldn't that
0: be something? Yeah. That'd be a, quite a spectacle in Fargo for a variety of reasons. Uh, th- probably the two most passionate fan bases in all of FCS football. Also, probably two out of the three uh Hardest tailgating fan bases in all of the FCS football as well. And uh, people that love to travel, too. So that would be uh, quite a spectacle if you get... Uh, I mean, we saw it a couple of years ago when Montana State played North Dakota State in the national championship. There was just droves of people in Fargo... or Excuse me, in Frisco, Texas. And uh, the uh, the pre- and post-game parties on both sides uh, were entertaining, to say the least. So that, that'd that be cool. If uh, if Lindsay gets her wish, uh, that would certainly be uh, uh, interesting. No I, is, will,
2: I will tell you, I am so excited... Uh, for this, well, first of all, my kids are coming in, right? Sky gets in sure, here tonight. Yeah. So, and the fourth was awesome. And it, but I'm really, really excited about the Montana Grizzlies moving forward here in 2023. I'm so excited about their season, and uh, I I couldn't be more excited because. I've kind of been pulled in just a little bit for because sure. I do a little bit of their announcing, right? Yep. So uh, I've, I've become a little closer to the program and know uh, certainly the coaches. You know, the one crazy thing is I think every coach on the staff at Montana is either coaching a different position right. or is new except for the great running back coach, Green, green yep. who is who is also the assistant head coach, I believe, and so this will be exciting. Uh, all the fellas that are playing there really have a new coach. They're either new or they've changed spots. Uh,
0: coach Barney will be on the uh, the calls the uh, on the television this next fall as well. Uh, what's up? Um, did you go to the spring game? And if so, did, I did. To, to me, and, and your offensive acumen is far greater than mine. It, it It looked distinctly and very obviously different what they were doing offensively. Did you notice difference differences?
2: Yeah, i I thought it was more subtle if you were just there, but, sure. but yeah, yeah, there's some different not Brett Peace took over right? Uh, Tim still, Rosenbaum, yep, still, still with the club, yep. right? Yep. Uh, recruiting and other duties, right? So they, they kept the consistency there. But Bobby, man, this may be a genius-type move, moving people all over, getting some new fellas, all those things, right? Uh, so this will be an exciting type of situation. And Brent's a really good uh, offensive coach. So uh, that's one reason out of many that I'm really excited about the Grizz.
0: We uh, interviewed both Aaron Fonts and Keelan White after the spring game. Each one of those young receivers caught touchdowns. And we asked them both just to to sort of describe the the differences in the offense. And they both said, hey, without revealing too much of the X's and O's type stuff, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, Aaron Fonts said... All the stuff we're going to run in practice, we're going to run in games, which I thought was implicated that maybe there was some stuff they left out last year in the game plan, and I think you could see that with sort of how tight they got sometimes in terms of offensive play calling. But I thought Keelan White said something that is just sort of the essence of what modern day football is. He said, "We're going to get the playmakers the ball in space and and." let everybody make plays. And you saw that in the spring game. Junior Bergen, I guess Bergen was actually out, but he's a guy that's proven that he can make plays. But Fonts, White, uh, they both were uh, isolated quite a bit in space. Xavier Harris, also the great running back, was isolated in space too. So if that's the case, I mean, that's sort of what modern-day football has become.
2: Uh, Yes, uh, to a big extent. So uh, I always thought as an offensive coordinator or play caller or game planner, my one of my duties was to use all eligible runners and receivers. Use the sure. entire field. Keep the opponent off balance. But but one of my main focuses was get our very best players the football early and often throughout the game because these young these men are the men who actually win the games for you. They score touchdowns, right? And so how do you win games? You score more points than, the, uh, than your opponent. So get the football to your very best players early and often.
0: Any other thoughts on the Grizz before we take a break? I want to talk a little bit of NFL with you, too, before we get you out of here. But uh, any other thoughts well, on the yeah, Grizz? Well, yeah, so Tim is back. Tim Houck back T- as a defensive T- analyst. That's, uh, that's a big boon. So, I mean, Super Bowl winning
2: coach. Yeah, so and and, and I was uh, on, on the staff. Where he was a player. Right. Then I was on a staff where we coached together. So he and I are pretty close. I think this is a brilliant move. Tim, so Tim I I suspect, I suspect this was gonna happen. Tim's going to set the new defensive coordinator up every Monday. Tim will be ahead of the game. Right. Right. And so how valuable. Will this be? And they're both great defensive minds, right? So so then the whole Montana defensive staff and players will be ahead of the game early in the week. That will be fascinating to see. Certainly will. We
0: will have plenty of Grizz Talk, plenty of NFL Tech all the above. Uh, NFL Talk coming up right after this, but also all fall along here uh, on is Now. So very much looking forward to that. One more break, and then I got some rapid fires for Coach Barty. NFL coming your way right here. On ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire.
2: We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry
0: Design Center, now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street, across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life.
1: Oh!
2: It's Nu-on is Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: hope you have a great start to your week. It's Nu-on is Now, ESPN Radio. SWX Montana television and the ESPN MT app. If you missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the new is now podcast, probably presented by blackfoot communications, the M store where their auger is all the time. And the MSU bookstore. Appreciate those fine sponsors for their continued support. Uh, Nuant is now podcast available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. So go check it out. N U E Z. We'll get you there. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, we haven't even said this cause this happened last week. Uh, so humbled to have got over 1 million podcast downloads. So that's just over the last couple of years, but, uh, Pretty cool ever since we started this iteration. I've been on ESPN Radio now for six years, but uh, having a solo show here, and it's it's not a solo show, that's the thing. I have so many great contributors, but thank you to everybody that's downloaded and listened to the deal, and uh, a million, it sounds like a lot, but we appreciate each and every one of you out there uh, for listening in. Some of our biggest podcast numbers come whenever we're joined by this guy, Marty Mornowegg in studio with us, Coach Marty in the NFL for more than a quarter century and been kind enough to... Give us his time throughout the football season the last couple of years, and uh, every time we got him in here, we gotta we gotta talk some NFL. So thanks for being a part of all of our success, Coach
2: Coulter. You're like North Dakota State. <laughs> I mean, look at all <laughs> these awards uh, year after a year. A million downloads. O M G. Congratulations. Well, thanks,
0: man. And uh, certainly, uh, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Barty is uh, one of our most popular. Uh, parts of Nuanas now, so we couldn't do it without uh, without Marty. Uh, Coach Marty's son, Bobby Cade, also in studio with us. We were talking all things uh, quarterback camp. they got Camp Marty coming up this Friday. Some of the best high school quarterbacks in the state will be here. And uh, Bobby Cade, who played at Carroll College and now coaching there at North Dakota State, he'll be helping out, as will Sky Mornaweg, the uh, OC at Columbia. How's it going out there for Big Sky?
2: Oh, he's going great. He, he could not come for the 4th of July. He's oh, usually Bobby. here because... They had a high school camp right before the phone one oh, right shit. after. And having it on Tuesday, that was just kind of a tough day. Yeah, and so it didn't work. But he's flying in tonight. He was supposed to be here last night. and canceled plane out in New York. So he took the train to Philly to make sure he got out of there today. So I think he's on a plane. And then I get all four kids in for a oh, few good. days here. So that's exciting. I'll tell you, bouncing back to the quarterback school, the city of Missoula, thank you so much because this is this is a camp where none of the players, not one penny, they pay nothing. I just that was so important cool. to me. I did not want some kid to not attend because he couldn't come up with a hundred bucks or something like this. So that's important to me. So thank you, There's so, Missoula is so generous for sure i mean it's one of the best it, parts about it. it it is awesome that way so thank you city of missoula for putting this on and allowing us to do this for the high school quarterbacks in the state of montana
0: go check out the camp you always can down there on friday at uh, missoula county public stadium these guys will be working with uh, with those young men all right i gotta hit you with some nfl stuff it's starting to heat up the the preseason's upcoming and there's storylines all over the place so uh last time you were in we had thought that Aaron Rodgers was getting traded to the New York Jets, but he hadn't actually gotten traded. And then there was this long saga. And of course, Aaron Rodgers made it into an even bigger saga because that's just what he does. But now he's actually officially in New York. I was thinking about this. This he's not the first guy to do this. There's been several guys that have moved on from where they were iconic players to different opportunities. And you know, you got Peyton Manning who went to Denver and won a Super Bowl. He couldn't have gone better. And he had like Joe Montana in Kansas City. That that's pretty good. Uh, you know, and then you've had like Brett Favre in New York, not so good. Brett Favre in Minnesota, really good. So it, it, there's sort of multiple ways this can go. What do you think, though? Is Aaron Rodgers more like Peyton Manning? Is he more like Joe Montana? What do you think this new opportunity for him in
2: New York? I will tell you, he went to a team that is fully built for sure on the defensive side. And so they they believed, I know the Jets just a little bit, they believed they were not a good quarterback away from making a run. They were a great quarterback away from making a run. They acquire this man who uh, is a top, let's say, five type of quarterback. Definitely. As long as he stays healthy, the man can still run and gun. You mix a great quarterback who has won a Super Bowl with a young, up-and-coming, growing, fully functional team, at best – that defense is one of the very best in the NFL. At For worst, sure. it's pretty good. Still good, yeah. So, so uh, that's the type of team I think. Uh, the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers just elevated the New York Jets to a le- legitimate contender, uh, uh, especially in their within their division as well as the conference.
0: And if it uh, if it pans out like they want it to, uh, they also. Uh, Certainly struck gold, I think, with Garrett Wilson, who was the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year in the NFL. uh, Kid out of Ohio State, great wide receiver. And Brees Hall looked like an all-pro running back before he got hurt. Now, it's always a huge task to come back from a torn ACL like he did. Uh, But they have some good young offensive skill guys, too. And I think a veteran quarterback will certainly uh, help those guys out a lot.
2: I think that was a brilliant move, Coulter, even with all of Aaron Rodgers' little quirks. You know, for sure. I still think, because a man can play. (laughs) Just I mean, keep I mean, him out of the dark room, you know. <laughs> during the season, <laughs> I, that, that's the thing. He gets sort of annoying because he's just it, he puts himself
0: in the limelight all the time, A- and all of that, his arrogance and all this, you know him talking all about himself all the time. It sort of overshadows the fact that the guy went back to back MVPs two and three years ago. You know what I right. mean? Like, it's not, you know, there's a lot of times you think, oh, his best days are behind him. This isn't like a rent-a-quarterback situation like Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis or or Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Aaron right. Rodgers is still one of the best guys in the league.
2: Right. There's no question about that. I, I'm, I'm His age just a little bit bothers me, but guys are playing so much longer oh, for nowadays. Sure. And some of that's because of the rules. Some of it's because they take care of their bodies. You know, they're not getting whacked. For like sure. They used to, all those things. So, I, I, I would not be Surprised if Aaron Rodgers has one of those extra good careers, uh, I mean uh, years for sure, uh, and the Jets go far. DeAndre
0: Hopkins was one of the biggest uh, cuts so far this offseason. Probably DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook, probably the two headlining guys that got released this offseason. Uh, were you surprised that, that the Cardinals
2: moved on from DeAndre Hopkins? Well, you're always surprised when they move on from a great player.
0: I mean, truly one of the better player, one of the better receivers in the league for the right. last handful of years. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so you know. Uh, age, uh, is that is that part of the situation? The money, you know, the salary cap issues, all those things come into play when you make a big decision like that.
0: And then the Dalvin Cook situation is interesting, too. We talked about it a lot last week. Um, I actually think that the Minnesota Vikings have a chance to be very smart for this. Dalvin Cook was, uh, you know, I mean, he's a thousand-yard rusher five out of the last six years, even though he has been hurt quite often. He's been a pro bowler four years in a row. I mean, he's a 1,200-yard rusher last season, so he's certainly one of the top 10 at the very least, if not better than that, running backs in the league. Yet, we sometimes see this where teams move on before the tread is, there's no more tread on the tires, right? You wonder if this becomes a trend because there's some other guys that are kind of like this too. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, they're all coming up uh, for contracts soon. But uh, we'll see. I I don't know. The, The Vikings might regret this, but I don't know if they will.
2: There's some analytics. There's some philosophies out there. Especially for the running back position. Uh, you, you, you know, it, it just stabs you right in the back, salary cap wise, if they get to the second and, oh no, to the third. And right. Still, because at some point, that position, they drop off the map with some outliers. For right? sure. You know, there for are sure. some. But most of them, and most NFL teams now, they go with all of those analytics. For right? sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I suspect they'll be fine. And, uh, you know, it, it goes to show you they think that they can, and some of it's true, pick up a runner uh, that can be really productive for you uh, in many different ways they're out there.
0: Well, And so often, now these guys out of college, they're so college-ready. I mean, if you go get the guy, or excuse me, NFL ready. I mean, you go get the guy from Alabama or Georgia, whoever it is, whoever it is, he's going to be ready to start in the NFL.
2: I will tell you the one thing with running back still today is the pass protection part. Yeah, of Yeah, right, it. totally. Uh, and so the biggest question you have to answer on on a running back is, do they have the skill and ability to do it? Because they don't do much of it, or they don't do it very well. Some right. of it looks really bad. Do they have the skill and ability? Uh, to to pass protect because your quarterback is the man that you're paying, you know, I'm exaggerating but only a little bit, half the salary cap. You know, for to. sure. You know what I mean? So you've got to protect the quarterback. so uh, And and most of them have the s- skill and ability to do it.
0: is now ESPN Radio, Marty Mornoway, talking all things NFL with me uh, here on your Monday. A couple more for you. Uh, we, we've talked a lot uh, on the Monday afternoon quarterback about great quarterbacks that are on their rookie contracts and how advantageous that can be for a team. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars got one of those guys right now. When you have a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who's sort of a generational type prospect, you hope to contend sooner than later, but they also had a long ways to go. They're pretty good last year. They were definitely uh, in contention in their division, but now it's time to make the next step. Do you think Lawrence could be a, a sort of a dark horse in the MVP race this year? Well,
2: there's no question about that. Now, what is, what, what has to happen? They have to win uh on win. a consistent basis early uh and throughout the mid mid season. And then he has to have the numbers. To go along with it. So, you've got to stay away from injury typically. Uh, you've got to have a pretty good team around you to be in the sure. VP hunt, all those things. But he is absolutely uh, to start the season uh, in the conversation there.
0: They've done a good job drafting defensively, too. I mean, they do have some first round picks on their front seven, so that certainly helps you as well. Uh, this is the next uh, sort of quarterback controversy, I think, is one we're going to talk about a bunch this fall because it's never going to stop going back and forth unless one of these two guys is completely takes the job and runs away with it. It's a situation in San Francisco. Trey Lance, the, the 49ers used a top three pick on him, but he's been been hurt the whole time. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant, but then he took him all the way to the NFC Championship game last year. So what do we think of the situation in San Fran?
2: Well, I'll know a little bit more in a few weeks. I'm going to drop by the training camp out there. While oh, good. I'm going cool. To see my mother and my two brothers and my sister, Lindsay and I are going to take a trip out there. So typically I drop by there. I will tell you, uh, right now, they've got to play the healthiest man. <laughs> I mean, for sure, you know, right. because Purdy, Purdy, that's a serious, serious injury. I'll be uh, surprised if he's ready for opening day. We'll see. He, uh, there's a possibility. But I'll be a little bit surprised. And, 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 then, and then the other fellow's been hurt. They also have Darnold in. Don't be surprised if Darnold plays a little bit in that first, let's for say, sure. third of the season, especially if things are not going really well.
0: Uh, one guy that you worked with uh, a lot in the latter, latter part of your NFL career, Lamar Jackson, he got it done. There was a lot of speculation, a lot of hearsay, but I know you've always been in Lamar's corner, and uh, I, I thought it was a, go- a cool deal for him to sort of negotiate it on his own, and his mom helped him out, and, and then all of a sudden – you know, I know that there's like this broad sweeping narrative that Lamar Jackson has a hard time winning in the playoffs. But like I keep arguing, Lamar Jackson makes the playoffs every year. So that makes him better than almost all the rest of the guys that you could have playing quarterback.
2: That's right. And with some experience in the playoffs, right? You may have to go through some laces time totally. to win the whole thing, right? I remember when John Elway, what was he? 0-3 in Super Bowls or something? Totally. crazy thing. All right. And then he goes and wins too. I guarantee you. Those experiences on, uh, on losing in the Super Bowl, and they said he couldn't win the big one. What are you kidding me? He won so many big ones to get him there. Totally right. So that's and look at Lamar when uh, pre-draft before we drafted him. Uh, I put a couple things on the table, and one was what what's going on with this agent thing, and he had it down pat. And by the time he walked out of my office, I thought he might be one of the smartest rookies coming into the league this year, and I was surprised that he did not hire an agent for a second contract because one of the last things that he told me is, I'm not against agents. Uh, here's why. Boom, 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 boom. And I might hire one for my second contract. But he is going to make because he waited. Yes. You know, there was other great quarterbacks that signed up uh, for a new contract after, their like, their third year or going into their third. Ah, uh, he waited. So, You just imagine, the salary cap keeps going up, especially for quarterbacks. So he waited a couple years, right? And then he got more. And then then he waits on a second one. And look, the big thing was guaranteed money. Quarterbacks like him and as his age, they get all of their money, typically. You know, now, once you get over 35, you may not. If you sign one of those contracts. So I thought he did a brilliant job. He's surrounded by experts now. It's not just as much. He's surrounded by totally. some ex agents, some financial guys, all those things. So he's built kind of a little small empire, so to speak, that he's got brilliant people there working with and for him. His
0: renewed health will certainly have an impact in the AFC. Everybody's still chasing Kansas City, but there's big time contenders. In Cincinnati, in Buffalo, in Baltimore, maybe in New York. Uh, You have to think New England's going to be back in the mix someday soon. Miami might be coming as well. Uh, you got the Titans. The AFC is stabbing. And we didn't even talk about the West. you got Justin Herbert out West with the Chargers. So a ton of competition going on right now uh, in the AFC. Thanks so much to the BoardingWake boys for coming in studio. Marty Mornowig and Bobby Cade Mornowig. These guys hosting a quarterback camp Friday in Missoula. Some of the best high school quarterbacks from around Montana will be in attendance down there at Missoula County Public Stadium a Big Guy. If you want, you can uh, certainly go check it out. Thanks for coming in, boys. This was nice to see you.
2: That was awesome, Coulter. Congratulations on all the awards once again. You're the man.
0: We will uh, have more Way content uh, sooner than later, so very much looking forward to that. If you missed anything in the show today, check it out on the podcast. We we'll back at it tomorrow. Our Where Are They Now series continues for Montana State Stud Hooper Oleana Squires. She took two years off, but she's playing pro ball over in Europe. We also have the Business Angle with Justin Angle talking all things college football uh, redistribution as well as the sale of the athletic to the New York Times. That's tomorrow. We'll see you then. us now, ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear